This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G. And we got a lot to get to in this hour. We'll do some baseball later on looking at the NL East. We got some golf to talk about right now. Kenny Kim, Fantasy Golf Generous, joins us in about 20 minutes to break down the Open this weekend. And uh, Joe O, this is our first chance to talk about the Open, which starts in a couple days here. It is one of my favorite tournaments. We haven't seen this in a couple years. Obviously, yep. last year we did not have the Open um, because of the pandemic, so they didn't have it. And the weather always plays a role. The course always plays a role. The wind always plays a significant role, though. From what I'm looking at, and uh, I, I added the um, the weather on my phone here to, to check in on the weekend out there, mm-hmm. it seems all right. It seems like they're preparing for all right weather, not significant weather. That could change. It could change at any point. We've seen that in, in past opens. Uh, but I'm excited for this one. And just to kind of get us started here, Joe, there are five golfers entering this one with less than 20 to one odds. Uh, so it's interesting just kind of looking at the the favorites, looking at a little bit below the favorites, where the odds are on this one. Um, you know, it's not like there's one overwhelming favorite. I mean, John Rahm is the favorite at eight to one right now. But after him, there's a group there and then another bigger group beyond that, you know, all within that kind of, you know, 25, 30 to one range. Uh, yeah, the weather is always an issue. And even though it may not look like it's going to be a big problem on Tuesday morning. I would still hold off on some of your wagers. I don't think you're going to lose a ton of value if you end up getting a really bad draw for Thursday and Friday. So that that is something to keep in mind. Uh, the pairings are out, and some of them are really fun. Like We're going to see Spieth and Bryson playing together. Rom, Louis Ustazen, who always seems to show up in majors. Uh, with Lowry, the last winner in 2019. Uh, we've got Rory and Reed, <laughs> Patrick Reed together, uh, Dustin Johnson, Rose, Alatoris, one of the young guns that people love to bet on. So uh, I, I like some of the uh, some of the groupings that we're seeing early on. And what I think is most important for me <clears throat> and with uh, some of my research is a lot of times with the Masters at course history, how you perform at the Masters. And that's you better. That's number one for me in that specific spot. It, it isn't always the case, course history. And with the U.S. Open, I think it's smart to look at U.S. Open courses. They're always challenging and see how they perform there. However, I look at recent winners of uh, the British Open, as some will call it. Some get very mad if you call it that. But if you look at, look at recent winners for the Open Championship and look at their history in U.S. Open Championships, it's not very good. It's not very good. You don't have to have great history 
at at the Open Championship at these link style courses to to pop as a winner here. When Lowry won it in 2019, he had no Open Championship form. He missed the cuts in his previous four Opens. Uh, Molinari, when he won it in 2018, missed cut 36, 40. Uh, Spieth, he had a 30, a 36, a 44. There was a four in there. But at, at the Open Championship, it's not like he had this pristine history. So I, that is something that you kind of want to throw to the side, to be quite honest. The most important thing is how are they playing right now? And a lot of golf bettors would agree that, that that's always the most important thing. How are you playing right now? What is your current form overall? And uh, it, it kind of matched up with some recent winners. Lowry, he had uh, three top tens in a, a couple months before the Open Championship when he won. Uh, Molinari had two ones, two twos right before he won the Open Championship. Same thing with Spieth. Uh, Zach Johnson, he was a bomber who won it like five, six years ago. He was 80 to one. He had good form. So that's something you really want to take a close look at uh, when considering matchups or outrights, top fives, tops, tens, whichever market you're getting involved in. How are they playing right now? Because it always looms large. Yeah. And that makes me think about the switch here, the, the caddy switch with Bryson. Bryson has a new caddy heading in here. And that, I mean, that sometimes we overrate that. Sometimes it's a big deal. Sometimes it's not a big deal at all. We just talk about it. But like, is he, does he feel comfortable heading into this? And you look at the, I, I was surprised. How do you look last time? Well, How do you look last time. Yeah, that's, that's it. Right. And I, I'm looking yeah. at his odds as we enter this. Cause I'm, my, my eyes always go to his name, you know, his name, uh, John Rahm's name. Like, I'm always like, where are they in this? And were you surprised to see Bryson 33 to one? Now, the other interesting part that I look at with this particular event, Joe, is it feels like some courses, power golfers great drivers have an advantage and in some because you mentioned the winds and the weather that accurate golfers have more of the advantage and it feels like in the open accuracy over power is is probably the, the better bet if you want to have success throughout the weekend bryson we know brings the power maybe not so much the accuracy 33 to 1 i mean he's pretty far down um are you staying away from bryson or are you intrigued at 33 to 1 with bryson the only reason I'm intrigued at all is because of that juicy number. Look, look at the odds board, for instance, over a points bet. He's not on the top 10. I know. He's not top 10. Okay, I can make cases for Rahm and Kepka, Rory, uh, Shoffley, what he's done in majors, Dustin Johnson. Sure, that makes sense. Justin Thomas, okay. I'll buy into that a little bit. Terrell Hatton, Victor Hovland have shorter odds than Bryson because we've seen it before when he gets the steam. It, Boy, it's better sometimes. And then all of a sudden, the elite player doesn't get steam. Nobody's talking about him. He's out to the 30s. I I didn't think we'd ever get Bryson in the 30s ever again based off what we've seen over the last couple of years. So that's the only reason. But like you mentioned, the caddy, uh, certainly one of uh, the narratives out there. And, and that's why he is 33 to 1. And he hasn't done that well in majors recently. Yeah. Uh Plus two seventy five to miss the cut for Bryson, Paul. Ashley. So it's missed cut. His last two weeks ago, he missed the cut, and people are going to look at it. I just said it's not a big deal, but it's just worth noting because this probably might explain some of the odds. Here's his Open Championship history: miscut, cut, fifty one, miss cut. That's why. That's yeah. why he's in the thirties. This is not his. This is not his event. I mean, it, it hasn't been. But like like you said earlier. 
it doesn't mean he's done here. It, it's just it, the number is interesting, but just based on everything, I don't have great conviction that he's going to go win this tournament and make it and make these odds look silly. I, I might put a little flyer on him just because it's fun. He's fun. And yeah. like you mentioned, the odds are just enormous, but I, I don't think he's going to win this. It's like, I, you know, you look at some of these numbers, right? You look past the first three or four or five favorites, you try to pick out who, who might you think win, right? You get a good number on like someone you think can win. I wouldn't put Bryce in that, in that group. He hasn't had a top 10 in two and a half months. It's a long time. So yeah. Yeah, I might, even though that is a juicy number, I'm not sure that I'm going to bet on him, but it is fun. There will be some drama, and I can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be cool on Thursday. I love, you know, doing the morning show. It's great when we have sporting events going on so early in the morning. So throughout Thursdays and Friday, uh, we're going to be able to keep people updated. And uh, tomorrow, when all those matchups are available, we're going to break down some of those. But starting with the outright market, let, let's start at the top. Is there is there a golfer that you would bet? Because normally... I would say, oh, top of the market. I'm not even looking at it. However, there is this gap between Rom and everybody else, which I get why uh, Rom is the favorite here, but I don't know that it should go, for instance, on points bet from eight to one all the way down to 17 to one. Yeah. Brooks Kepka 17 to one at a major, and he's playing well right now. It's pretty appealing. It's significant the the jump there. I like it, it's not just a favorite in, in John Rom. He's the overwhelming favorite compared to the field. If I'm looking past Rom, and I and I do think John Rom has a great chance to win. He's a great golfer. Sure. But Dustin Johnson, I think you could find it out of twenty five to one. That's an interesting one for me. I mean he, he he's someone I always look at. He has I mean obviously tons of experience. You know around all these different courses. I that's a number when you look at him and he's kind of down. You know, there's what five golfers ahead of him, 25, 20 or twenty-five to one. If you if you could find a twenty-five to one, I do like Dustin Johnson. So your guy near the top of the board is DJ. Mine mine is going to be Kepka. I'm going to shop around. Uh, maybe I can get something close to twenty. Uh, Kepka playing well right now. Last two times on the course, two two top fives, two top fives, and uh, he does have Open Championship form. And the only thing that'll tell you is he can handle the link style courses. Uh, this is where he played early on in his career, even though I said don't don't put too much into that. But Kepka at a major, and he's playing well, is somebody you always have to consider. Moving down the board a little bit, hunting for some value. You can't find value. Remember when uh, when Lowry won? That was, a, that was a nice number. He was 66-1 to 1 in 2019. He shot, he shot a 15 under to win it. Yeah. Malinari was 30-1 to 1 in 2018. 2015, I mentioned Zach Johnson was 80 to one. So if we move down the board a little bit, uh, which names pop? All right. I got a couple for you and they're right near each other in, in the odds. I'm looking at points bet right now. Patrick Cantley plus you know, he's 33 to one. And I like, he's got three consecutive top 15 finishes. He, so he's playing well. He's kind of checks that box that you mentioned playing well, heading into the tournament. I like him at 33 to one and Colin Morikawa. That that's someone I have kept my eye on for a little while here. He's an accurate golfer, right? He, maybe, like the, you look at him compared to Bryson. Bryson's power is ten times his, but he's very accurate. And I think on this mm -hmm. kind of course, with if those winds pick up, I like that. And you could find him at thirty-five to one. So thirty-three to one with Patrick Cantley, thirty-five to one Colin Morikawa. Those are the two that I've circled. That I, I think there's good value there, and they're, and they're not significant long shots, right? We can go into the sixties or the or the one hundreds to one, but you kind of that sweet spot: thirty, thirty-five, thirty-three to one. 
Yeah, I mean, it's nice. There are some sexy names in that uh, triple-digit range, but are they really going to go win a major? That's what that's something that you have to consider. Uh, it's it's a shame with all the opt-outs, too. There's some good names, some good golfers that are not going to be uh, taking part in this event coming up this week. I This is the range I usually land on in golf, and I'm pleased that I like so many so many golfers in a major in the range of 40 to 50 to 1. That's where I'm at. And Matthew Fitzpatrick is one of those dudes. Played plenty on the European tour in uh, recent weeks. He's got a 2. He's got a 10. Uh, Fitzpatrick at about 40 to 1. I like a lot. Uh, Paul Casey isn't bad at all. Over the last couple of months, we see three top sevens. He's also 40 to 1. Scotty Scheffler is playing very well. Seven, three, and an eight in recent weeks. He's out to 50 to 1. Grace with a lot of experience on these link style courses. He's 66 to 1. And he has a seven and a four in the last month and a half. So uh those are some picks that I also like with some value. Fitzpatrick, Scheffler, Casey, and Grace. Also, you know, Harris English might be playing the best golf of his career. Got a win uh, a few weeks ago. Uh he had a three and also a 14. L- let me look for his number. Here we are 70 to 1. It's pretty Boy. good. And putting he's as good as it gets year mm-hmm. round so harris english might be worth a play at 70 so i was reading earlier this morning some uh some different articles and different you know breakdowns of, of the event and, and some of the golfers and i saw a couple of of picks and right now everyone just makes a prediction whatever mm-hmm. i saw a couple for sergio garcia and i don't well, get out of here why like why are we still doing the sergio thing he's 60 to 1 who who is this who did this oh i don't remember <laughs> i got i got i got yeah, you know, you read like some. He's playing better. He's playing better. better. And, then that, and that was, I think, the gist of, of kind of the, the pick. He's playing better and he's been around the block. But I'm not putting money on 60 to 1 on Sergio. Like, I'm done with that. What has he done since he won his Masters, really? What has he done? Nothing. It, it didn't, doesn't it seem like it's a situation where, all right, he never thought he was going to win a Masters. He, he got the green jacket and then he decided, all right, I'll continue to play golf on the side. But, um, I'm never going to top that. So what's the point? Yeah, that was that was his moment. And then like I just, I, I can't close my eyes and picture Sunday Sergio no. winning the Open. I, I just I can't do it. I would hate that. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I I'm not a big Sergio guy. Are you? No, I mean like I thought it was fun like 20 years ago, 20 you know 15 years ago. It, right. It, it, time has passed. Like the the Sergio Garcia moment has passed, and I just. It is just kind of puzzling. I'm like, he's 60 to 1. And you mentioned Harris English. mentioned a couple that even are below that I just, I would rather throw a flyer on on, on those guys. I'd rather throw a flyer on Russell Henley at 100 to 1 than I'm going to put many anything on Sergio at 60 to 1. Uh, you mentioned Morikawa. I mean, best irons in the world and, and his accuracy. Just, you know, he's he's awesome. I, I'm never going to say that betting on Morikawa at a major guy who's clearly not scared. He's shown us that. Uh, I don't think that's a bad bet. I'm looking forward to asking Kenny Kim about some of these guys, including Morikawa. I know he's made some money on him in the past. Oh, he's going to be all over it. So we're going to talk to Kenny Kim coming up in a couple minutes. So, so what? When is the moment for you? You mentioned kind of wait on the weather, wait on changes because I mean it does change. You could look at the weather now and it'd be like, all right, so it could be not that bad, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, it's going to be windy and, and, and rainy and whatnot. Did you wait till tomorrow? Tomorrow afternoon? Tomorrow? Like when are you going to put your wagers in? Yeah, I'm probably going to do all that on Wednesday. Oh, outrights, matchups, DraftKings, because I'm going to win a million dollars. You know that. Well, that's uh, right. So, so I'll, I'll be all, all over 
all over it. Um, yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm, I want to see if there's going to be an advantage going in the morning or the afternoon on Thursday or Friday. Uh, because, as you know, year after year when you handicap this event, the weather is such a big part of it, and it can flip on a dime. It might look like, oh, Thursday morning is going to be fine, not too windy. It's going to be it's going to be good. And then tomorrow we're sitting here at the same time, and it's completely flipped. Yeah, I love this event because it's one of the most unpredictable. Every other golf event, you kind of know what you're getting, the course, the weather. This one, it could change day to day, hour to hour. It is fun to bet on. We'll talk to Kenny Kim coming up on the other side. What does he see? with the odds on the open. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.